it's the next level. Hmm? Ah! Oh. So this is it, huh? It? You just helped me save his life. If you're gonna kill me, please at least show me the respect of not calling it moving. Now why would we kill you? Because you're done with me. What kind of people do you think we are, Jack? Oh, I don't know, Tom. What kind of people that would take a pregnant woman, would hang Charlie from a tree, would drag our people out of the jungle, would kidnap children. That's the kind of people I think you are. You see this glass house you're living in, Jack? How about I get you some stones? Welcome to another episode of We Have to Go Back, Lost Revisited, as we continue our journey into the third season of the series, Lost. I'm Ben. And I'm Kristen. I was so happy. I'm so glad you did that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This week, we dive deeper into the third season, this time with episode nine, Stranger in a Strange Land. Which sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Which... We're, we're just going to preface this episode with two apologies. Uh, the first one for it being so long for us to put out a new episode. It's been about two or three weeks. Um, I was on death's re- door. I just yeah, want to say I was you, on death's door. <laughs> and you're still re- and you're still recovering. So I am. Yeah. You know, you were a, you're a trooper for still doing it this week, but we didn't <laughs> want to keep people waiting any longer. So, Yeah. You I know. had I had a sickness that took like three different types of medications and I was completely in bed, incapacitated, could not lift my head off the pillow. It's the worst I have felt in years. I couldn't breathe. I actually contemplated going to the hospital to get like a tube put down my throat. It was so bad. So well, I'm glad you're recovering at least even Thank though you. you're, you're still you're you're still suffering a little bit. Um But yeah, but the other apology that we have to preface this episode with is uh, for our our breakdown or probably lack thereof of this episode, because, man, I I know you watched it once. I watched this episode three times. I don't know why. (laughs) And in three viewings, I literally have seven notes. One of them just says Jack's backstory. But that's it. I mean, it's there's really. Uh, God, I mean, uh, we have to obviously we have to preface this by saying this is a spoiler full podcast. So you're going to hear about uh, spoilers of the series in which this episode really spoils nothing. This episode is such it's such a throwaway. It's such a throwaway. It's, It's a filler. It's absolutely a filler episode. Yeah. So we decided before we started recording was that we're going to talk about this episode for about 20 minutes. And then we're going to direct our attention to the real news this week, which is Disney Plus and The Mandalorian. So if you have if you have no interest in The Mandalorian or Disney Plus, then you could just turn it off after you hear our voicemails for the week, because I'm pretty sure that Ben and I are going to nerd out hard. We already did. Well, Before yeah, we and, started, then, and, and then we stopped. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, let's save it. Let's save yeah. it for the episode. Uh, because, I mean, there are going to be podcasts out there that are going to talk about, like, every episode of The Mandalorian and everything. We're, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do it every week. It's literally just going to be this episode. And purely because... We're excited. We're, we're excited for it. We know a lot of people are excited for it. Disney, I think, just put out the numbers this morning... Um, for I'm trying to find it because I I just had the email up not too long ago. I think it exceeded their expectations at launch for Disney Plus to like. Yeah, but why? How 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 can your expectations if you're Disney be higher than like the world? Honestly, I know. <laughs> if, I, if if it wasn't like nine billion, then you under you underperformed. <laughs> Disney Disney Plus hits estimated 3.2 million app downloads on launch day. Unbelievable. You know what? I I still don't understand why they did that. Why they did a single day launch. I think that they should have done it in waves, but whatever. And can I tell you it's only been a little over 24 hours since the app launched and I have already watched 8 hours worth of content. Oh my gosh, we started with Mickey Mouse and then we saw the Mandalorian and then we watched World's Greatest Dogs with the kids and then like I went down this like I just wanted to like exp- oh, you know what let's let's yeah, talk about the stupid episode I, first and then we'll talk about- <laughs> I was just going to say let's let's save it for the end of the for the second half of the podcast. Getting ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, so uh, season three, episode nine, Stranger in a Strange Land. You you kind of brought us into the podcast, so why don't you, uh, d- if you want me to start it, I because usually whoever starts the podcast, the opposite person starts the discussion. Yeah, sure, start it. Uh, I have nothing. Yeah. Um, man, I mean, it's again, a lot of this episode pertains to Jack's tattoos, uh, which are doing some research about this. They're really Matthew Fox's tattoos. Like these are real tattoos of his. Yeah. So I actually uh, came across a couple of interviews and um, I thought maybe I would share them real quick. Sure. Um, so what Carlton Coos said, uh, they were talking about the worst episode of Lost. Uh, in 2014, uh, he was asked to name the worst episode of Lost. And he said, I mean, I think the episode where Jack gets his tattoos in Thailand, I think it's I think it's cringeworthy where he's flying the kite on the beach. It was not our finest hour. We used Matthew Fox's real tattoos. That's how desperate we were for flashback stories. Well, because I feel like they kind of had to, because we've seen these tattoos since the beginning of the series, and you know, it, people were starting to question, like, "Oh, what do Jack's tattoos mean?" And it, there was never an explanation given, and I feel like this was their way of kind of like saying, "Okay, like we we got to explain what these tattoos mean. Let's take an episode and do that." And then the the meaning behind the tattoos that they give us in the episode is not even close trash. to what they actually mean. Oh yeah, it, his his tattoos actually translates into. Do you know this? Um, I found it, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. So if you know it, go for it. Eagles high, cleaving sky. <laughs> That's it. That's what the it. What does that even mean, Matthew Fox? <laughs> like, let's just talk about the fact that a real man has this real tattoo on his arm where it says Eagles high, cleaving sky. Like, where, where, did you play football in high school and you were the Eagles? Um, like, what, what on earth were you thinking with these tattoos? And then for them to bring it in and not even use the real translation, it's just the whole thing is garbage. Yeah, it's it, and then 
you know, the, the translation that we get by the end of the episode is, I think it's, what is it? He walks among us, but is not one of us. Um, so so you, so you basically took 42 minutes to loosely explain what that Jack is now going to be joining the others for a little while. Um, and I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit because we, we do have two pieces of voicemail um, that we're going to play towards the end of this conversation. And one of them is from our buddy Des. And I cannot wait to hear what he has to say about I, this episode. I, I haven't listened to either one of them, but the subject line in the email when he sent us the voicemail is stranger in a strange land or why bilingual never win an Emmy, <laughs> which is is accurate. It's very accurate. Like it, she's... It's almost like she wanted a she wanted to play a part in Lost. Like she asked if she could be a part of an episode, and this is the episode they gave her. Sorry, like our apologies to Bai Ling because you got the worst episode of Lost to be a part of. It was oh gosh, and you know I, it was so bad that I actually put it out of my head. Like I totally forgot about it, and so when I'm watching it, I'm I'm going. I think I vaguely remember this, but. I think it's trash. I guess I'll keep watching it. And then it keeps going and going. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are we going to be on Thailand the whole fucking time? And then apparently, yes, we are going to be in Thailand for like 30 plus minutes of the episode. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things. Now, there is something about this episode that I, I do want to highlight, but I'm going to save it to the end so that we can kind of go out on like a positive note. <laughs> and um, on, a good, on a good uh, note. Uh, yeah, uh, but... I mean, it, you're right. It was one of those episodes that I was like, I'm, I'm like 20 minutes into this episode and I'm like, God, I have nothing good to say about this episode yet. And then I'm like, okay, maybe more of this stuff will happen in the back half. And then we get to the back half and I'm like, I still have three notes for this entire episode. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. <laughs> and even this morning, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, we're recording about it. Let me watch it one more time, maybe to see if there's something I missed. There's nothing that I missed. There's nothing that happens in this episode. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. So um, there's another interview that I found on this. And it was um, so Damon Lindelof was also interviewed about this. Did and he hate it they, too? Well, this is really strange. <laughs> is that they asked him what his least favorite episode was. And he said, oh, my God, I think my least favorite episode is this episode that we did the first season called Homecoming. When uh, It's when Claire comes back from having been in the jungle for a couple of days after she was abducted by the others and Ethan comes after her. The backstory is Charlie is trying to get to go straight and he's selling copiers. At the end of the episode, he shoots Ethan. I wrote that episode and it's my least favorite of the episode least favorite episode of the show ever. So the interviewer says, I'm surprised by that answer. It's not an episode fans usually name as their least favorite. And so he says, the episode fans bring up most often is Stranger in a Strange Land, which is the episode with Bai Ling and Jack and his tattoos. And basically, I feel like it's unfair to bag on that episode. Am I a huge fan of it? No. But at the same time, there were so many different circumstances that led to that episode that led to that episode that needed to be written and so many ideas that just didn't work. The fact that it all coalesced, there was a bad casting decision made. There was a bad premise decision made. There was a bad flashback story. Just everything that could go wrong did, but I don't think it was because the script was terrible. <laughs> Homecoming, I think, was flawed on almost every single level that an episode of Lost could be. So 
Later, there was, um, it says at 9.20 a.m. on the 8th of February, 2011, Damon Lindelof posted the following message to his official Twitter account, possibly indicating he's changed his mind. <laughs> he And he quotes, on further reflection, I'm willing to admit that Stranger in a Strange Land was a little pitchy. <laughs> <laughs> I, he, he, he mentions a bad casting. I mean, I, is that by Ling, I would assume? Has to be. It was, she was terrible. Because you, you can't blame it on anybody else in that episode because everybody else in that episode, with the exception of Isabella. Isabel. Or Isabel, yeah. I mean, we've met before. I mean, unless he's talking about the little kid selling cola on the beach. Like that's <laughs> and that's a horrible thing to say about a child actor. Is like that was a bad casting call. Uh, Bidling has to be who he's talking about. Well, you know, and I think that to say that it was a casting decision and that it was, you know, a bad flashback or something like he didn't want to admit that the script was just awful, which is strange because, I mean, every episode always starts with the script. If the writing is bad, it doesn't matter how good the actors are. They're not going to they're not going to deliver any anything. I mean. You know, you see season seven of The Walking Dead is a prime example. The, all of those actors are amazing. And the writing was so bad, so bad that pe- that they, they lost like half of their viewers as a result. Yeah. And I wouldn't put that on Andrew Lincoln or Jeffrey Dean Morgan at all. I would put that squarely on the writers. I'd put that more on Scott Gimple than anything else. So, no, I mean, and that's, yeah, and that's very similar to, to the television show Arrow, which I talk about on one of my other podcasts, is that, you know, the story in season six of that and season seven of that series, the writing was horrible. And I don't, that's something I don't put on the actors, you know, similar to the same way you did with Walking Dead, because right. I, like I've met and been on stage with most of the actors from Arrow and they're all wonderful people. They're all fantastic actors, but they can only do so much with what they're given. Oh, oh, season eight of Game of Thrones. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> that was a t- dumpster fire. I mean, they might as well just t- t- take in the, the scripts and just burn them and said, hey, improvise for the next six episodes and you'll do a better job than what we're going to give you. Wow, between trashing this episode and trashing other series, we're like, we're going to be gaining even more fans. And I say that sarcastically. I'm feeling a little salty today. Sorry. That's all right. I mean, and again, like to anybody who's listening who actually enjoyed this episode, we apologize. But I mean, we have to, you know, when Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof are coming out and saying like, this was not our finest hour, there's something to be said about that. You know, there are definitely episodes of this series you know, we're, let's be realistic. We love this series. It's one of the reasons why we're podcasting about it. Mm-hmm, but yeah, but not every episode is a winner. And this one is far from it, you know. But like they could have spent more time on what was happening with Juliet behind those doors. Like I would have I would have liked to see how that council was going instead. They could have um, spent more time with Sawyer and Kate reentering the other island, um, you know, and that was to me that was even a little clunky and you know the the deal with carl was clunky like the whole thing was just it was like they they were taking all of these random ideas and trying to shove together 40 minutes of television and just hope that everybody forgave them you i'm not going to lie you could have given me 15 minutes 
you could have all these backstories, all of this, this flashback that we got of, of Jack and Phuket, you could have replaced with footage of Nikki and Paolo sleeping and I would have enjoyed it more. That's, and that, I mean, that's harsh to say, but you know, when you compare it to the fact that I don't like Nikki and Paolo as characters, like yeah. that's what makes it even harsher. But again, like there's so many empty spaces in the story being told of Jack and Phuket. You know, we get the whole thing with, with Byling's character, how she's not supposed to tattoo Jack. She's not allowed. Why? Like, Why? Exactly. Why didn't we explore that? We could have had less kite flying time and more explanation on that. Yeah. Like, okay, why are you not allowed to tattoo him? And, uh, you know, why did these guys pound on Jack because he had a tattoo by Bai Ling? These are all like story plot holes that are left wide open in this episode. Oh, yeah. And there's never an answer. No, there's never an answer. It's one of the reasons why, again, like, it, like it, the writing in this episode was so clunky. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know, um, you know, I'm to to kind of go back to the beginning a little bit uh, of the episode. Uh, there was one moment that I was like, yes, Be- and it made me love Tom Friendly even more because he's a character I I've loved since getting to know him in the series, and I think this might have been one of the moments that actually came from it. There's, you know, the whole moment with Tom and Jack before Jack is taken out of the room. And Jack's like, you know, like I saying about how they've tortured him and stuff like that. And then there's that moment where Tom goes up and he kind of knocks on the glass. Is it you see this glass house you're living in, Jack? Uh, and then or, and then something like, you know, best to throw best to not throw any stones or something like that. Basically calling out Jack for being a hypocrite. Yeah, but you know what? That was so that was faulty too, honestly, because they wouldn't Jack and his group would never have attacked anybody had they not They not had, attacked first. Right. Yeah. I mean, Claire was taken. People were taken and killed. They had somebody infiltrate their camp and take information back. So, I mean, of course they fought back. Of course they locked up whoever they didn't know because they were being killed and tortured and kidnapped. So, you know, Tom Friendly, you have flawed logic there, buddy. Yeah, that, it's true. But I just I still enjoyed the fact that he was kind of, you know, calling Jack out a little bit. Well, I think anytime we call Jack out is fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's very true as well. <laughs> um, you know, a couple other things to mention just from the little bit of notes that I do have about this episode. Obviously, uh, we get the return of Cindy and the children who were taking from um, the tail. That was random, too. Again, completely random. It was like, OK, we need to introduce these characters back in. Let's do it now. They're, yeah. they're just here to watch Why a trial. Why are you here? We're here to watch. Yeah. We're here to watch a trial. Okay. Okay. You're there to watch a trial. Why are you standing outside of Jack's cage? I know. Like, uh, again, so many loopholes in this episode. And why did Jack get so mad at the little girl for asking about Anna Lucia? Seriously. Like, he got real mad at her. She's a little girl. And she had nothing to do with Anna Lucia's death. 
And and if he had been listening to Anna Lucia at all while they were together, he would have put together that there were two children in front of him that had been taken from their camp overnight, and now he's getting proof that they're alive and that they're asking about Anna Lucia. Like, he's so self-obsessed with himself that he can't even put that shit together. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, again, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I feel like we're shitting all over this episode, and we legitimately are. But, I mean... I, uh, I said, I prefaced it with, I was going to shit all over the episode. So, I feel I feel like I'm backing up what I said. Oh, I you, you absolutely are. I mean, there's really, like, not much else I can say about the episode, other than the positive note that I'm going to take us out on. But I, before we get to that, I kind of want to just get, like, all this other shit out of the way. Um, you know, it's... Again, uh, you know, we have Jack lying for Juliet, never explaining why he's doing it. Uh, and Juliet is confusing me even more because, you know, she's coming to Jack with a favor like to uh, like she's coming to Jack for the favor to check on Ben because Ben's stitches are getting infected. And she tells Jack, I want you to do it as a favor to me. Um, you've got a lot of fucking nerve at this point. <laughs> To ask for a favor when you basically turned on him as he was performing surgery on Ben. Yeah. Like, whose yeah. side are you on at this point? Well, I think that that's kind of the point. It's kind of like Angel from Buffy, right? Like, you just never really got a handle on what was happening with him. Are you good? Are you bad? You keep flip-flopping back and forth. You know, at I guess that that was Juliet's role until they knew what they were going to do with her. I, I understand that comparison, but the big difference is that for a little while, Angel didn't have a soul. You know, so well, so but you he at least had an excuse. Neither did Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's true in some ways. Um, you know, I, I don't know why that was the first thing that popped into my head, but it was Angel. <laughs> Angel and Angelus were two different total. They were the same person, but two different personalities at the same time. You know, Angel had a reason, had a legit reason for being that way because he didn't have a soul. And once he got it back, he was fine. There was never a question as to who he was. Juliet <laughs> is just like, OK, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Again, spoilerful. We know the person that Juliet really is because we come to get to know that person as we progress forward. But up until this no, point, right. whose side are you on? Like you're playing right. both sides at this point. She was just waiting for Sawyer. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, before I take us out on this final note, anything else you want to <laughs> add about this? Um. Let's see. What did what did we learn? We learned <laughs> Ben is still terrible. Um, they're ja they're going to the other island. Uh, Carl is staring at the stars. Kate you and mean Bobby. Bobby. That's what Sawyer calls him. Oh, 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 yeah. Like Bobby Fisher. <laughs> yeah, no, Bobby Brady. Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> He's like, who's Bobby Brady? He's like, <laughs> who's the Brady Bunch? Sawyer's like, uh, maybe I'm getting old. Oh, no, he's not. It's not that he's getting old. It's that this kid has been on a freaking island forever. Yeah, um, he's got no idea what the Brady Bunch is. I know. That's like when I was in Africa. I was in Africa, and we were talking about um, Disney uh, with some of 
some of the um the African people that we were traveling with and while they knew who Mickey Mouse was they didn't know anything else about Disney and I remember thinking to myself I remember my mind being completely blown by that you know did you, when you were there did you bless any rains it didn't rain once dude <laughs> You didn't. You didn't. Get no, the I know. I know. I got the reference. <laughs> okay. I just All ignored right. it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to bring something positive into this pod, look, this episode. Look, Dorothy. Um. <laughs> so- <laughs> All right. That proves you got the reference. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. No. You know what? I have nothing else. I'm so sorry to anybody who was really excited to hear us talk about this, but I um. Yeah, I think I've said everything that I'm going to say about the episode. I feel like it's been kind of a letdown because like we, you know, we haven't put out a new podcast for a couple of weeks. And then when we come back, it's to this. Well, you, you next know, which week is kind we'll of make regretful. up for it. Oh, next week we have Trisha Tanaka is dead. Yeah, so it's a great episode. That's going to be a, that's a fun episode. Mm-hmm. And an episode that has one of my favorite moments ever from this series. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's anybody who is a fan of Lost, I would say it's everybody's favorite moment of the series. Yeah, it's, it's such a happy, heartwarming. heartwarming yep. Yeah, God, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a moment that puts a smile on my face every time I watch yep. it. It involves two of my favorite characters. Yep. Uh, it's just, oh God, it's so good. I can't wait to talk about Trisha Tanaka's day. Yeah, so, you know, enjoy our shit fest now because next <laughs> next week we'll be back to rainbows and unicorns. So it'll be fine. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so the final note that I wanted to take us out on is there is something very positive about this episode. And it's it's something that is legitimately part of every episode, but there's you're able to really put a finger on it this episode and... I have to, I'm, I'm actually going to play something so that we can talk about it. And it's the final moments of the episode where there's no talking and it's just music. And it's got nothing to do with what you're seeing. Because they're all it's leaving all, on a boat. <laughs> it's all about what you're hearing. The soundtrack to Lost is fucking phenomenal. Agreed. Michael Giacchino who was still relatively early in his career at this point, um, is a phenomenal composer. And since Lost has go on, gone on to do, <coughs> excuse me, um, the Star Trek movies, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man um, Far From Home. He's done a bunch of Marvel movies. He did Inside Out for Pixar. He's done a ton of music. And the Lost soundtrack to this day is still music I will just pop into my ears if I just want to listen to a score of something. So you know that this is Juliet's theme. Well, the the title of that number, I, I edited that down. It's about three minutes long, but I just played the last like minute of it. Um, it's called Oceans Apart. Right. What, yeah. And it, inter- it that introduces Juliet's theme. So, so I guess that's a running... Yes. Okay, so that's a running theme then every time we get some moments with Juliet. I'll have to pay better attention to that as we go forward. Yeah, so but it's it, featured but, in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, oh, wow. eleven episodes. Okay. Wow. Did you just look that up as we were listening to it? Yes, I did. Very cool. Yeah. Uh but I mean, again, it's the the soundtracks are available. Uh, I think there's three 
different albums that you can get of just the soundtrack. And season three alone has its own. And it was two discs when you bought it physically on CD. Um, so season three alone, and expectedly so, because we're introduced to so many new characters in season three that, and Michael gave each one their own individual theme for the most part, most characters did. So, you know, it's expected that there was so many because of all the new things that we were introduced to in season three, that it got its own soundtrack. But I think seasons one and two are, are an album. Season three was an album. And then seasons four through six was uh, another album. As mm -hmm. well. I'd love to, yeah, I'd love but, to get, get that. Maybe I'll ask oh, Alexa to do that for me. Well, you can because they'll they're I, they're on Amazon Music. Perfect. So you can you can stream them. They're on uh, iTunes and uh, Google Music and everything. So I highly recommend if you're a fan of scores and you haven't listened to the music for Lost yet, give it a listen. It's 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 so good. It's so good. But yeah, that, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up for the, the the breakdown of this episode. You know, we didn't even really talk about Isabel that much because. Uh, what is there to talk about? I mean, <laughs> she's a sheriff and she was putting Juliet on trial. We don't learn anything else about her. Right. Right. So, I mean, there's not really much else to talk about. So, but, you know, again, though, next week, Trisha Tanaka is dead for next episode. And that is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, but we do have some uh, listener feedback that we're going to get to. Uh, but before we do that, there are multiple ways that you can leave us feedback. And oh, we highly encourage you to do so. Because again, if you're a fan of this episode, please send us a message, send us a voicemail and tell us why. You know, if we're if you feel like we're wrong about us shitting on this episode, let us know because we absolutely want to hear it. Uh, and then obviously for Trisha Tanaka is dead, please leave us voicemail for that as well, because leave us feedback for that as well, because we, we want to hear it. Yes. Uh, but there are many ways that you can do that. First and foremost, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash lost revisited. We are on Twitter at lost revisit pod. You can email us at lostrevisitedpod at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a message, you can record yourself and send it to our email address. Cool. So yeah, so let's um we have two pieces of feedback that we're gonna get to, both voicemails, one from our buddy Steve and one from our buddy Des, who um Des uh, just to preface, Des used to send us voicemails, but for some reason when we were doing our old our old editing system where I had to insert the clip, his audio wasn't formatting properly, so he stopped and started writing. Uh but now with this new format that we use where we can actually play the clip in the middle of the recording it works fine so des i will um you can go back to sending us voicemails again because we we found a way to get them to work um so let's let's start with des since we're talking about that all right and we'll play des's voicemail first so here's our uh our buddy des hey guys this is des um i'm gonna try this voice recorder see <laughs> if it works okay Perfect. i've always said that stranger in a strange land was one of my least favorite hours of television ever. And I even actually usually just skip right over it when I do a rewatch of Lost. But I forced myself to sit through this one. <laughs> and even though the flashbacks are hot trash, just flaming, <laughs> burning, horrible garbage, <laughs> the Odd Island stuff is pretty good. 
it's still a good episode. So it's a half-hour episode. Um, just a few things I noticed about it. Uh, the actress who played the sheriff, Isabel, I'm pretty sure that she played Christina on the old Mommy Dearest movie. You know, no more wire hangers. That one? Yeah. Pretty <laughs> sure that was her. Um, everything Sawyer says to Kate in this episode is pretty much right. But he just gets the stink face from Kate pretty much the whole episode. Yes. Um, I can remember the first time I watched this episode, like forever ago, that I started to think that Jack was having feelings for Juliet, and maybe that was why he was helping her out. No, he just saw somebody he could use later on or a potential <laughs> ally. Um, I don't think he felt bad for it at all. One thing that was really annoying with this episode, they finally bring Cindy back. They finally show us the kids. But Cindy just plays the vague game and says, oh, we're just here to watch. Jack was right. If you're not <laughs> going to tell me anything, just go watch what you're going to go watch. Go away. Okay. <laughs> and one thing that's bugging me, we always throw a fit. When Jack goes off on a dangerous mission, oh, he's their doctor, he's their surgeon. And then Ben turns around and tries to make them feel guilty. Oh, we used to have an excellent surgeon. Dumbass, if you had an excellent surgeon, you don't send him out on reconnaissance. (laughs) You don't have him go undercover. You don't have him kidnap and (laughs) strangle people. (laughs) Jeez, Ben, you're smarter than this. Uh, Okay, hopefully you'll be able to hear this. If not, I'll type one up. Talk to you guys later. Bye. I love Des so much. I love Des I so much. <laughs> and he makes a valid point. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when you when you put it to like Star Trek The Next Generation, it's the reason why Riker never wanted Picard to go on away missions because you're the captain. If we lose the captain, we're screwed. Right, right. Like, and he's absolutely right. If you have a good surgeon, you don't send him out on a reconnaissance mission where he might not come back. Right. <laughs> That is a very valid point that I never really considered until now. Oh, Des. Des, you're the greatest. So, so but oh God, keep those voicemails coming, man, because now that we can use them, oh, they're great. They're yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's one thing when he sends like typed out emails, but now that we can get his inflection, it's they're perfect. You know, I've spent I I've I got the pleasure to spend a lot of time with Des um, when we went to Walker Stalker Con in Atlanta a couple years ago or last year. And um, he is, he's great. He is just so fun. And I, I didn't laugh more with anybody else that weekend. I think he was just um, my favorite person to hang out with the entire weekend. And um, his son, his son was, was really, really, funny as well i don't think his son likes me very much but that's fine (laughs) (laughs) we might have to try and get des on the podcast i would love that i miss him so des and and our buddy steve who we have another voicemail from so let's play that now hello ben and Kristen. this is steve and i just got finished watching stranger in a strange land and i remember the first time i watched this episode really liking it and that for a while it was it was one of my favorite until i heard all the the people saying it was the worst and that nobody liked it i i found the the story about jack's tattoo pretty interesting at least and uh, you know i guess it didn't have really any connection except for the tattoo to the 
the rest of the the episode. But do you think we definitely saw the now that I'm looking through it, not through Jack as kind of a heroic character kind of eyes, but we really saw the the Jack is the worst with uh, Achara because what was he going to do if she kept refusing to do the tattoo, to tattoo him? And even after she said there's going to be consequences and he just didn't care. He was just like, I don't care. You're going <laughs> to tattoo me. And right. uh, so we really saw that there is a side to Jack, even when he's not drinking, that could be a little, you know, dark. And I think this is maybe I'm not remembering clearly, but this is the the point where we started to see like a separation of to where uh, Kate and Sawyer are not looking as if they're going to be together as a couple. You know, I know people were still wanting them to be together at this point, but we're starting to see that kind of separation there. And um, so the rest of the episode is really good uh, or is is definitely decent. Uh, I like the stuff with Carl. I like Sawyer's interaction with him, uh, kind of punching him, telling him to cowboy up and then him like, I am tough and punching Sawyer back mm-hmm. and uh, meeting Cindy again and seeing and hearing that there's more to this group than, uh, than meets the eye. So, but they're not Transformers. All right. Uh, <laughs> talk to you later. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I don't know why that comment made me laugh as much as I did. <laughs> um, you know, it's, and that just shows right there. Like Steve said, he was one of the people that kind of enjoyed this episode. So, <laughs> Steve, sorry, we we kind of shit on it. Uh, all, kind of. Well, episode of this podcast. Um. Oh, and by the way, Des was right. The actress that played Isabel was um was Christina Crawford in Mommy Dearest. The original one. Yeah, Crazy. the original Mommy Dearest from. Um, well, I I think there was only one Mommy Dearest, wasn't there? Oh, I thought that they remade it. Oh, this one was from 1981. So okay, um, I'm assuming that's the original. Maybe sure. it's not. Why not? Let's let's assume it. Yeah, I could I could be absolutely wrong. <laughs> I've never seen Mommy Dearest, so I couldn't even tell you. There you go. All right. Uh, but yeah. So again, feel free to please leave us feedback for any uh. Any future episodes, especially the next one, and let us know what you thought of this one. You know, <laughs> and we'll, uh, you, you might think we were completely wrong, and that's fair enough. But I think that's going to wrap it for the the lost discussions of this episode. Um, we're we're going to take like the next 15, 20 minutes to kind of geek out a little bit on uh, Disney Plus and The Mandalorian. So if you're not interested in hearing that at all, uh, thank you for joining us for this episode and we'll talk to you guys next week. Um, but if you want to hear us, uh, just stick around. Yeah. Cause we're going to start talking about it right now. Let's start talking about yeah. it right now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, we just have to press preface this. It's we're recording on a Wednesday, uh, November 13th, Disney plus, which people have been highly anticipating, which is their new streaming service with everything from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and star Wars and national geographic, national geographic. Uh, launched as the time we're recording this yesterday, uh, Tuesday the 12th, to uh, some streaming issues and, and such, but I, I couldn't, didn't experience any. I couldn't I couldn't sign on for the first like four or five hours. Really? I yeah. had no issues. I, I, I was able to get on. I didn't have any streaming issues, nothing. Once I was in, I was in. But um, 
And in fact, I was so scared that I just left my television on the rest of the day. (laughs) I was like, I am not exiting out of this app. So help me God. Like I'm not doing it because I'm finally in because it took a really long time. I loved it because um, uh, my friend or our friend Jill, uh, she couldn't get hers to load up and it had a picture of uh, Wreck-It Ralph. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I saw a bunch of screenshots of that from other people who couldn't get in. Mine was a uh, mine was Mickey and Pluto like in space or something like that. That was my we can't log in little image. So oh. that, yeah, that was kind of fun. Even even not logging in was fun. But yeah, um, <laughs> exactly like okay, let's just talk about before we get to the Mandalorian. Let's just talk about for a second how unbelievably amazing. It, the the layout of this app is it's so organized and it's so wonderful do, do you not agree no i do agree um i was going to ask a question but um let's yeah let's talk about this for a minute because you're right it is by the way disney plus not a sponsor how amazing would it be if disney was a sponsor uh but i mean disney does own abc which created loss so it's kind of sort of we're in, we're in the realm of of our podcast yeah. material here Disney technically owns Lost, you know, so it's it's rightfully so that we're talking about this. Um, no, I agree with you. The layout is great. And I love the fact that because I've I've gone through it a couple different ways. I've gone through it on my smart TV, which is a Roku TV. Um, I've gone through it. I have through a fire my la- stick and I've gone through it through my my laptop. And it seems to be, you know, where there are some apps that are formatted differently depending on how you go through them. Disney Plus seems to be very fluid throughout whichever way you go through it. Um, you bring up the home screen and then you basically get four icons at the bottom. You get, um, you get, uh, star Wars, you get Marvel, you get Pixar or, um, uh, no, there, I think there's five Disney, Pixar, star Wars, Marvel, national geographic. And then when you click on one of them, you get the content of whatever it's classified under, or you can click on all and get everything at the same time. (laughs) So I, the first thing I did was I went through, I just basically went to series, clicked all to see what series were on there, scrolled down, did the same thing for movies, and I was blown away by the amount of content that just we that they kicked off with when it it's, comes to this. It is it's so overwhelming how much content there is. I actually couldn't decide and turned it off and went to bed last night. I said, I can't decide. I want to watch it all. I want to watch like six screens. I want like at one point I, I looked at my husband and I said, do we just watch National Treasure? Like <laughs> I almost watched that last <laughs> night, too. That's so funny. Um, which brings me to the question I was going to ask before, uh, because I know a lot of people went right for The Mandalorian because that's what people were really highly anticipating and rightfully so, because we'll talk about that in a minute. What was the first thing you went to? and watched on Disney plus. So I let my son choose. Um, and I was really interested in what he was going to choose. Cause I thought he could choose anything like the kids, the, the kids are kind of like who Disney's target audience. Right. So, uh, Adam, he is six years old. Um, and he chose a 1936 Mickey mouse short called, uh, through the mirror. Okay. Or uh, I think it's called Through the Mirror, Under the Mirror, something like that. But it was like this seven minute Mickey Mouse. And he wanted to stay on the, the like the like old 1930s Mickey Mouse train. 
after that. Um, but we watched that. And then we watched uh, Ask Forky, uh, which was What is Money, <laughs> which was hilarious. Uh, and then we watched um, World's Greatest Dogs from National Geographic. And then we sent the kids to bed and we watched The Mandalorian. <laughs> so nice. that was that was our Disney Plus day one. How about you? Um. I went for, uh, you know, everybody went for The Mandalorian and that was the second thing I watched. But there was one thing that I went to first because believe it or not, it was the one thing I was really anticipating the most. Oh, oh, I know what Disney it is. Plus. I know what, what it is. is. It? It's Jeff Goldblum. Yes, it is. The world according <laughs> to Jeff Goldblum. We almost watched I, that sneakers, right? It's yeah, it was the sneakers episode. There's only one episode up so far. And it was the when I saw the trailer for this before Disney Plus launched, I was like, "This, I love Jeff Goldblum. This looks, uh, this looks great," um, because Jeff Goldblum is a very eclectic character in himself. <laughs> like he is basically a character in himself, and he is so wonderfully awkward that the show is fantastic. Oh, that's it's, so good to hear. It's only a half hour episode, but oh my God, like he is just so wonderful in this. And, you know, he's so good at talking about what he's talking about. The first episode is about sneakers. The next episode is about ice cream. I'm like, they're simple topics, but he dives into them. Like he made his own pair of sneakers this episode um, or designed his own pair of sneakers. Somebody else made them. Uh, next week in or next episode, whenever it airs, he has his own flavor of ice cream by the end of the episode. It makes my heart so happy. I, I wanted to die. It was the first thing I wanted to dive into. I was not disappointed in the least that that was the first thing I watched on Disney Plus because That's it was awesome. wonderful. That's it was awesome. wonderful. And I already cannot wait for the next episode. Yeah, we almost watched that last night, but I I was just too excited about all the content and <laughs> and I got I just got so overwhelmed, especially when you went to uh, vintage movies and throwback movies. I mean, they had they had everything on there, and then um, uh, my husband's childhood friend actually texted him last night and said, "Did you see David Crockett's on here?" Because apparently they watched that as kids, and then they ended up like going back and forth for the rest of the night talking about like old stuff that they remember watching when they were kids that's on Disney Plus. And it was just it was really cute to watch kind of like a little renaissance happen. Um, <laughs> you know, that I mean, gosh, Disney, I, I think that given the political climate of what we are in right now, without going into detail, especially this week with what's happening this week, the launch of Disney Plus could not feel better timed. Yeah. Oh, I just yeah, absolutely. feel like there's this magic in the air and I just feel happy when I go over there. And maybe that's why I want to talk about it so much because it's just, it's positive and it's fun. And it, you know, like there's movies that we don't own that I can share with my kids now, like uh, Snow White or Bed Knobs and Broomsticks and, you know, all sorts of stuff that I know is on Plex, but it, it's, it's something different to be like, to just see all of it and be like, we could watch anything. And it's just. Oh, well, I mean, that, and that's the beauty of it is like, there are, there are things that I have on my own Benflix account um, that I will end up watching on Disney plus just because one, it's better quality. Right. And two, it's on Disney. Like this is coming directly from Disney. I mean, and you talk about like older movies. 
um, you know, I going through them, there were movies in there that I have not seen probably since I was your kid's age, mm-hmm. um, you know, from like the Apple Dumpling Gang, the Apple Dumpling Gang Strikes Back or Duck Rides Tales? Again. DuckTales. Um, DuckTales, Gummy Bears, Darkwing, Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Um, the computer wore sunglasses. Hold There's... on. Hold on. Hold on. Back, back <laughs> up. Did you say Gummy Bears? Oh, yeah. Disney's Gummy Bears is on Disney+. Plus. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. High yep. adventure where we all compare. We are the gummy <laughs> bears. Yeah. Gummy bears? Um, I'm, I'm here for that. Tailspin, which was one of my favorite cartoons growing up, is on there. There's there's so much content. Um, you know, National, just treasure. A, national, yeah, <laughs> national Treasure. National Treasure. Yeah, National Treasure. You know, but I mean, what's what are some of the other things that you're looking for other than the the old Disney movies and stuff? So I'm really excited about Loki because I heard that Loki is going to directly tie into Doctor Strange 2. I did not hear that. Yeah. So the Loki TV series that they're making is going to directly tie into Doctor Strange 2. And Doctor Strange is probably... With it. it's it's in my top three of all of the Marvel movies. I just think that it's incredible. I I just love it so much. So I'm excited that we're gonna have that little tie-in. Um, all of the old um Marvel cartoons are up there. So yeah. I'm really excited to kind of dive into the old Spider-Man and um X-Men and stuff like that with with my son because he's such a superhero nut. I think that he's going to really enjoy that. Um, I did notice, and maybe I'm wrong um, because I'm still kind of figuring out the app. I can't – I didn't see Descendants 3 Descendants 3 is not on there. Um, Okay. There there are a couple things that are kind of not available on Disney Plus yet. I think I think Descendants 3 is still so new that they're kind of giving it its attention on Disney Channel first and then it's going to be put up on Disney Plus. There are one or two movies I've seen that are um omitted. Ant-Man uh, and the I, Wasp is Ant-Man still and, at Netflix. Yeah, um Angels in the Outfield with Christopher Lloyd is not on Disney Plus. Oh, oh, the rookie. I saw the rookie. Oh, rookie of the year. I saw rookie Ro- of the year. I watched it last night. That is awesome. Love rookie of the year. Yep. That is awesome. The Sandlot and- was up there. All 30 seasons of The Simpsons. Yep. Yeah, from the deal with Fox. That's so, insane. Um, I will say the one thing I am actually really looking forward to checking out next, because uh, again, we still have to talk about The Mandalorian. Um, is I can't wait. The, <laughs> is the um, the Imagineering story, which is another original series for Disney Plus, and it's all about the processes of building, designing, and building the attractions at Disney World. Yes. Oh, and they had a Star Wars uh, thing too. Did you see yeah. that? One of the episodes is going to focus on the new Star Wars park. No, no, no. they had um, they had a. a- making of the trilogy the original oh, yeah. trilogy which yeah, i did see that on there too yeah i, I, I every, they have a darth vader collection which is amazing there's another one called pixar in real life where they um yes i saw that oh my gosh they, they kind of bring the the characters into the real world and it's like i i yeah the image is and, wally yeah um, but I know they're gonna deal with um with like ins- i think the first episode is inside out like the inside out console 
is they're they're putting in the real world for people to to play play with and stuff. It's just they're they're not long. I think they're maybe like five to ten minute long shorts. Um, yeah. Oh, you need to watch segments. the Forky thing. Just watch the Forky thing. It's so funny. What is money? <laughs> yeah. He's talking there's, with Ham. There's so much. There's so much to watch. It's like it's I only three minutes. It's only three minutes long, and and Forky just gets really bored with the conversation, and so he keeps doing stuff with with his body. <laughs> He's like, "Look, look at my arms. Did you know that they could do this? Do this with me, Ham. This is amazing." <laughs> I I love that all the Pixar shorts are part of this um yes. from like bow and and uh you know and such like all those shorts that we get before pixar movies are all mm-hmm. in part of a collection on here mm-hmm. um i was watching trailers for a couple things and there's one original series on here that really intrigues me um it's called encore i don't know if you've seen the trailer for this yet um it's hosted by Kristen bell and it's basically they they in- go Exactly. That was already enough for me. Um, <laughs> they basically they go to schools and they find um, people who were part of high school casts and they go to where they are now. Uh, they see where they are in their lives now and they bring a bunch of them back to do an encore performance of a show that they did in high school. And some of these people are now like were people who wanted to pursue careers in acting, but are now stay at home moms. One guy did mm-hmm. a, like I think like a, a thing of Oklahoma and has since become paralyzed due to a car accident, like from below the uh, below mm-hmm. the waist, below the waist, waist Diane waist <laughs> by below the Diane waist. Um, <laughs> it makes me think of Brooklyn Nine Nine for some yeah, reason. Yeah, that's I why I said why. it. Okay, because of boil. It's just it's it, it's amazing. It's like I, I want to watch that purely because I feel like there's probably a lot of heart in that show. Yeah. And as somebody who did theater in high school, like that's something that appeals to me. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's just, God, there's so much material. If you're not on the Disney plus bandwagon, um, and hey, I hope that we've gotten you there. Uh, yeah. It, it, I, I will. Disney plus will be played in my, in my home probably every day. Forever. For a long time. I have yeah. not been this excited about a streaming service since Netflix started streaming. I'm yeah. I, this is dead honesty. I I will agree with that. I agree. I told I told Dave last night, I said, I don't think we need anything else. I think we're good. <laughs> <coughs> I think yeah. we could get rid of everything. I I there's enough content here for us to be happy for the rest of our lives. This and Ben Flix, that's all I need. Yeah, I, I really don't need any. Oh, I mean, and Netflix too. There's some stuff on Netflix that I don't have on Benflix, but I, you know, that I I I, I want to watch on Netflix instead. Eh. <laughs> I've, I'm all of a sudden just all about the Disney. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in it. I'm 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 fully invested, and it's only been a day. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that I loved the fact that I could change my profile icon to Buzz Lightyear. Oh, I got to play around with that. Okay. So, yeah, let's talk about the Mandalorian because that's this is the one thing that a lot of people were excited about, you and I included in that. Um, So, I want to preface this with something. Uh, My husband uh, is the biggest Star Wars fan I know. Um, He, 
he's the one that got me into it. I was not, I did not grow up with Star Wars. I grew up with a sister and a, a mom. Uh, so I didn't really have anybody to like introduce me to the world of Star Wars until I met my husband. Um, and I fell for it hook, line and sinker. And we've been, you know, I've been a, you know, I'm a huge fan now, but my husband is the fan that like the Uber fan. And my daughter is like right there with him. It's, it's adorable. So he's been so excited about this ever since he heard that the Mandalorian was going to be a thing. Um, and I, I remember thinking to myself, this sounds boring. Like the clone, the, we we did the Clone Wars. We did we've done it over and over and over again. Like how many times do we need Boba Fett? But then I realized, oh, it's not Boba Fett. This is actually like this is something completely different. And then yeah. I heard Pedro Pascal was going to be in it, and I was I didn't even care anymore. I, I I'll watch him read the back of a cereal box. I don't care. He's amazing. <laughs> um, so we've seen all the trailers, and my husband's like, "Have you noticed? We have not heard him speak yet." He hasn't spoken in any of the trailers. And then I watched the trailers again. I realized, oh my gosh, he hasn't. He hasn't said a word. That is crazy. So I went into the episode thinking, I wonder if he's going to speak. I mean, what if he doesn't speak? What if the thing is, is that he doesn't speak? I'm like, why would they have Pedro Pascal if he doesn't speak? Like, this isn't making any sense. And then, of course, in the opening sequence, what happens, he says, I could bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. Which is and such a fantastic line. It was such a great opening line. I totally agree. <laughs> well, well, but here's the thing that like I still question too is like, why would you cast somebody like Pedro Pascal if you never see his face? So he oh, has to eventually take the helmet off. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. I, but it, so here, when is it going to be, right? Is it going to be in the first three episodes or is it going to be in the first season? Who knows? What do you yeah. think? I, I don't know. I think it's going to be relatively soon. I think I would hope it's going to be within the first three episodes. I mean, he doesn't sleep with it. We have to see him like have some downtime, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and he is part of a, a bounty hunter guild, which we've learned about, too. Because uh, so, apparently there's a guild. Well, I think that's already been brought uh, brought up before, but maybe maybe not. Um you know, in, in previous stories, I, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, see, you said you were on board from the moment you heard Pedro Pascal. I was on board from John Favreau. Mm, yeah. He was the writer and the creator. I was very, I didn't know that he was the creator. Yeah. And he, I mean, just knowing what he has done in the past from movies like elf to iron man, like he, mm -hmm. he's a fantastic director and a fantastic creator. Like he's very imaginative. And this is the same guy that wanted to be an MMM, MMA fighter on Friends, you know, and it's you didn't know that, right? What would say that one more time? I said, this is the same guy that wanted to be an MMA fighter in Friends. I did. I know. Of course, I remember okay. that. Okay. Um, Am know, I the ultimate fighting champion, Monica? <laughs> That's right. I'll ask you again. Am I the ultimate <laughs> fighting champion? <laughs> You know, so I mean, it's just in just the first episode that we've gotten and episode two um, will be up by the time you're hearing this because chapter two is on Friday. Oh, thank. Thank the good Lord. And then it's every, and then it's, wanna... and then it's every week after that. What day? I think Friday. I think it's every Friday. Ah, so it will be replacing Great British Baking Show for our family. Well, because, yeah, that just wrapped up its, its last season. 
And don't tell me who won because I haven't watched it yet. No, I'm not going to. But um, you know me better than that. Um, (laughs) That's true. So we watched the first episode last night, just the two of us, because the kids really want to watch it. And we're like, well, we're going to do what we usually do. We're going to watch it. And then we're going to tell you uh, if you can watch it. Because Dave and I, we watch Star Wars over and over and over again. So watching it a second and third time was not out of the realm of possibility. And it turns out anybody who is maybe questioning uh, whether or not at this point, if you've gone this far into the discussion, you've already seen it. Um, I think it's pretty family friendly. I would think so. I mean, there's definitely violence, but nothing more than you would see in a Star Wars movie. I was really looking forward to seeing that guy chopped in half when the doors closed and they, <laughs> and they you cut, don't see it. They cut away and yeah. I was real bummed. <laughs> yeah. You just see like legs hit the floor and like a very blurred shot and it's, oh, no spoilers, by the way. It's 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 in the opening scene. It's in one of the opening scenes of the movie so, or the show. So it's not really a, a spoiler. Wait, wait, wait. No spoilers? So we can't talk about the end? No, I don't think we can. Oh! I, I don't. I don't want to ruin it for and I don't want to ruin it for anybody who might be listening who hasn't yet seen it. I know. I know. We you and I kind of geeked out about it already before we started recording. So we kind of got it out of our system a little bit. But yeah, just so you know, there is a huge moment at the end of this first episode that is going to go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's going to play a huge part. Um, it's going to play a huge part in the remainder of the season, which is only eight episodes. But at the same time, it has left diehard Star Wars fans literally scratching their heads like, what the fuck? Including your husband. That's actually word for word. That's what Dave said. That is what Dave... Dave was silent the whole episode until the very end. And he just goes, what the fuck? Like, it was... (laughs) So funny because I mean it was a legitimate jaw jaw drop moment. It was yeah. legitimate. Like you just sat there, you're like, Ugh. oh, I think that it it kind of it like completely changes the landscape of the entire universe. It it definitely changes potentially the- potentially. Well, but I think any way you look at it, it's already raises questions that have never been asked before. Oh, you know, I had a I had a huge discussion with it with my neighbors today. I mean, we just sat there for like 10 minutes discussing it. And it's literally it's like what's well, moments. It's moments at the at, at the end of the episode. Moments. Yeah. It's yeah, not it, like this big like scene or anything like that. It's moments. Yeah, Maybe it's a moment. It's 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 one of those moments that like even I was watching it. And I'm like, what? Like yeah. that was like my reaction. It was um, so cool. It was it was great, and I can't wait to see what they do with it and what it means, because it potentially changes a lot of things. I can't wait. I can't so, wait. Well, I'm going to close this article then, because I was going to read this article. <laughs> yeah, don't spoil anything, because I, I want to keep it. I want to keep oh. it spoil. I want to keep this part spoiler free for anybody who might not have seen it yet. So, but and, and I think that's fair enough. Yeah, I'd love to know what people think about it because I mean It's only been out I've, for a day, so I don't want to spoil but it. But I've only ta- I've only talked to Star Wars fans so far. So I mean, if people that are just like casual watchers or people that maybe have never seen Star Wars before, what are you doing starting with Mandalorian? Um, you know, I gosh, I I just want to know what people think of it cuz right now all I'm all I'm getting is yay Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know. No, I'm with you. Like I, I was Can't, the same way. Like I 
it was on it was on my list of things I needed to watch first. And I went with the world according to Jeff Goldblum first, but it's uh you know, it's I, um, I would say two to one people started with the Mandalorian. Oh, I yeah. I would say out of every ten people, eight of them started with the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, maybe absolutely. seven. Seven out of ten, I think, started out of started with the Mandalorian. Maybe. We're probably wrong though. There's a lot of princess fans out there. There is. There really is. I mean, um, and, and that's the beauty of Disney Plus is there's stuff in there that touches us because it was part of our childhood, but there is a ton of stuff on there that is part of like your kids' childhood. Um, this is literally an all ages app, an all ages streaming service. Yes. You yes. Know, Although I don't think Disney has anything that's really rated R. Um not no, not really. Uh, I don't not, think I so. mean, not, yeah. I mean, I guess I could search for it, but I I don't feel like it. I did like, uh, I, I forgot that Avatar was going to be on there too. Avatar, uh, I'm going to share with the kids. And I think that that's going to be really fun because it's such a magical world and it's fun to experience for the first time. I'm, I'm not, um, a, I'm not a fan of Pocahontas in outer space. Well, I am. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that there is an update to uh, A New Hope? Yeah, I saw that the the whole Han Greedo scene was changed with McClunky. Uh, that I did not see, but now I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Uh, Greedo says McClunky, and then he shoots Han, or shoots at Han. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to have to rewatch this. I plan we on rewatching. It. I, I we plan watched on re-watch- it like three times in a row last night, and we're like, yeah. That's very clearly McClunky. What is happening? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just saw somebody post the word McClunky and I was like, what is McClunky? And then I heard about what it came from, but I haven't watched it yet. I need to. It is the dumbest thing. I, I really, I don't get it. Although I'll tell you, everything just seems like it's so much, um, so much crisper. You know, I mean, even watching that scene, it looked like it had been like retouched with a fine tooth comb or something like that. It just everything just looks so Disney and wonderful and professional. And I'm such a Disney whore right now. I'd <laughs> um, I'm right there with you. And I've heard a number of people saying, like, going back and watching um, these these Star Wars movies in, you know, upgraded like um Oh, God. Um, Clarity. Like, you know, I don't think they're in 4K, but I know they're in high def now. Um, Going back and... Ultra 40. Yeah, and going back and rewatching them with, like, 4K graphics and everything, like, it's it looks amazing. And Mm -hmm. I I can't wait to rewatch all the Star Wars movies because it's on my list to do before Rise of Skywalker. You know, we have, well, we do that every Christmas. I think you know that about yeah. us. Um, we do that every Christmas. We do uh, from beginning to end. We start with uh, Rogue One and then we go into Phantom Menace. No, we go, wait, what do we do? I think now it's Solo. No, <laughs> I forget. I forget our order. We have our order though. And now this starting this year, it's going to end with the final movie of the Skywalker saga, which is, you know, it's exciting and it's also a little um, bittersweet. 
it's it's very bittersweet because as I've you know explained to my mother because we have twenty plus people going to see Rise of Skywalker together. I think I talked about that already in a previous episode about our whole ticket excursion and how we got them. Um, like my mom's like, why are there twenty of you going to this? And I told my mom, I'm like, Mom, look, I'm turning forty on Saturday. Which is, I am. I'm turning 40 on Saturday. God. Good um, for you. Thank you. Uh, Way to go, buddy. You're almost there. Um, uh, I'm still a year away. You are. Uh, <laughs> but like I told my mom, like, mom, I'm like, I'm turning 40 on this month. Star Wars is 42 years old. The, the, not just Star Wars, but the Skywalker saga is 42 years old and still going. Like yeah. there has not been a day of my life that has not had star Wars in it. Mm -hmm. Um, so like it's bittersweet because this has been a part of my entire life. I've made friends over it. I've had great like memories because of like watching the movies, like whether it be like on an outdoor theater or in movie theaters, you know, in somebody or like an outdoor theater in somebody's backyard. I have great memories of watching these movies and hanging out with friends because of these movies it's mm. it's coming to an end like this is the end of it so mm -hmm. yes it's exciting it's bittersweet and all of my friends can attest to this too because we're all going to be the same way i'm going with tissues in my pocket yeah well and there's you know there's the big there's for me there's a, the huge question of what are we doing with leia how is this being resolved? And, you know, I'm not a big trailer person. I'm not a big spoiler person. Um, I did break down and watch both of the trailers. Um, I never, I haven't done that for any of the new movies. So um, that was interesting. I, but I'm, I'm really excited. So <laughs> when the last trailer just came out, the one that tickets went on sale at the same time, I cried at that trailer. I was watching it with five other friends. We were all watching it for the first time together. And I don't think out of the six of us watching it, there was a dry eye. Oh, no, Dead I cried. Serious. The yeah. minute I saw Carrie Fisher, I cried. I've watched that trailer no less than 20 times. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I, you know what? This is fun. I think we should, let's just, let's just change our podcast to let's talk about random shit. <laughs> um, We've talked longer about Disney Plus and the Mandalorian and Star Wars than we did about the episode of Lost. I know. But, you know, if, if, if there was ever a week for us to do that, it was this it's week this because week. of yeah. this episode. So yeah. we still gave you a full episode. I mean, we're at like about an hour and 10 minutes now at this point. Um, you know, So we still gave you plenty to listen to. And some people might have checked out by now already oh, anyway. For sure. Now um, we're just talking to ourselves. <laughs> pretty much. That's pro probably it. But it's I mean, fine. And but next week we'll go on to, you know, go back to Lost, you know, being the full episode, especially with Trisha Tanaka is dead. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's maybe we'll start a separate podcast where we just talk about random shit. I mean, I like it, you know, because it's fun. It's fun to do that. And on the topic of Call it the Disney Plus cast, <laughs> we probably could do that <laughs> um, on a, a totally other random topic. And I'll end with this. Uh, I just saw pop up in my newsfeed. I know what you're going to say. It's February. What? What's February? Manifest? No, no, not at all. Um, uh -oh. uh, the Friends cast 
has signed on to do a reunion. Shut your <laughs> face. Um, shut up. Shut no. Shut up. Shut it, up. It shut is, up. It is going to be a it is going to be part of HBO Max, so it's not going to be airing on on general television. Don't um, care. But uh there according <gasps> there is there is <laughs> there is one in the works at HBO Max according to the Hollywood Reporter. And apparently it's it's the entire cast, including the creators, David Crane and Marta Kaufman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anybody that knows me well enough knows that this is like the best. This I don't. Oh my gosh! I think I'm floating. This Um, is this. That's great. I I figured I would get your reaction to it anyway uh, by mentioning it. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! (laughs) <laughs> I'm really this is this is exciting <laughs> this is this is so exciting oh my goodness oh my goodness Woo! <laughs> I'm sorry I'm glad I'm, sorry. I'm really excited I'm right glad now. I saved it for uh for this episode oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh so exciting yeah at this point we're just rambling but it's fun yeah I don't care yeah I don't care it's fun <laughs> Um, McClunky. McClunky. Whatever the <laughs> hell that means, I don't even know. Uh, so there's a Twitter article about it that's really funny uh, because they have people that are reacting to it. And they said, uh, they said, still Twitter users have their own more fun theories about the meeting. Uh, who knew that that was the name of Greedo's sled all along? Oh, McClunky that- is Rodian for... I am the worst bounty hunter in the galaxy, and I'm about to prove it by missing this shot from four feet away. <laughs> Another one said, I hear Laurel. Oh, God. <laughs> Yannick. Is that a, I, I guess my greed, I guess Greedo was a starship, was a uh, stormtrooper. Maybe. I don't know. I, I really can't think of a better way to, t- to end this podcast than with this. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke, you're broke. Your love life's the away. It's like you're always wow, stuck we, in second We've game. definitely did go way off the topic of loss by the end of this. Um, Whatever, it's fine. And that's fine, you know? I'm in a great mood. <laughs> we always are when we get the podcast together. It's great. Yeah, I agree. But I think it might be time to uh, to kind of wrap things up. And, you know, I usually we give recommendations by the end, but, but I think we did it already. Yeah, we gave a 40-minute recommendation. It's called Disney Plus. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's accurate. That's very accurate. <laughs> oh, I am reading The Book Thief right now, though. It's very, very good. Oh, you know what? I do have another one, too, that I'll mention real quick um, at the same time. No, um, this is available on this is being addressed to you. Um, it's a, it's something that's available on Benflix. Uh, there is a movie that I've been dying to watch and I finally got the chance to watch it. And it is no lie. Wonderful. Like it is an absolutely great movie. You wouldn't expect it by the title. And I'm telling you right now, it is the comeback movie for Shia LaBeouf. Um, it's called the peanut butter Falcon. It is, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. 
I'm no okay. lie. And Shia is fantastic in this movie. Because he's pretty terrible. He He's done some decent movies, but this is like, uh, um, I think it was Fury, which was the war, the war movie that he did with John Bernthal and a couple other actors. Um, Fury was great. This movie, it's no lie. Like, this movie spotlights the acting that he can actually do. This Ooh. movie is amazing. It's so heartfelt. Um, it's it's just wonderful. Peanut Butter Falcon, if you haven't watched it, check it out. It's it's great. Funny little. Okay. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. So. Uh, After I stream everything on Disney Plus. There you go. <laughs> Which is going to take you about 50 years. Okay. So. Or 50 hours. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode of <laughs> yeah, the podcast. Because so? otherwise, we're going to go for like another hour. And it's, you know, mm -hmm. um, which will probably most likely happen with you and I as we're after we're already done <laughs> this recording. Yeah. So, but with that being said, thank you as always for being part of this audience, this family commenting, liking, subscribing to the podcast, leaving feedback, all that you guys do. But until next time, we'll see you guys further on down that rabbit hole. Take care. McClunky. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back. <laughs>